Hello, Internet, and welcome to the 200th episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, recorded on October 10th, 2022. I'm Lucas DeRyder, welcoming you to the new era of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, the No Mercy Era. We're coming after you, everyone. Oh, I thought it was No Mercy, like an Overwatch reference. Oh. Fuck Mercy in particular era. Heroes die all the time. I mean, actually, I think Mercy is a pretty good crystal uh, crystallizing point for uh, the changes that have been made for that game and how I fundamentally disagree with them. Um, but we'll get to that. We'll get Isn't to that Mercy, later. Um, kind of like he's been. She's been adopted by a bunch of different groups, right? From her meme, where she like reaches out and grabs your hand yes. sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like a lot of hate groups, I think use mercy. Oh no. Oh really? Yeah, no, sorry. That's what oh, I meant. My. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's just like widespread maybe like it's in a lot of different things. So it's I mean, not just like particular groups, but I've seen a lot of, yeah, like alt-right memes I, that talk about mercy as in like a red pill context, you know, like, Oh, take mm. my hand. And it's like the knowledge that like race realism is all like oh, the objective I, reality we live in. You know, so I've seen I've seen memes that like use it in like the same sort of framework where it's like, you know, bringing some sort of shocking realization to you. But it's always like, you know, the person's trapped under the rubble is like not knowing what to do about police brutality. And then Mercy swoops in, shoot them. Yeah, no, I think it's just used by all. Oh, groups, my God. to be fair. But I have seen plenty of alt-right memes. I mean, in the it. Early days of Overwatch, there was a group, a movement called Heal Sluts that used Mercy as a focal point. And yeah, they are playing around with some uh, yeah, like borderline sex worker language and imagery, but it was largely, I, I thought a progressive movement. I didn't, I didn't realize she had been claimed by some alt-right folks. Um, canonically, she blonde, is German. So. so, you know, mm. Mm, that doesn't help. She's Heal Sluts. Sounds like hydro homies. Sounds uh, like all those that are like, yeah, yeah they're like problematic, but mm. they're like having fun, you know, like they're not, they don't in their heart of hearts probably mean any harm, but they're pretty fucked up with the way they're going about it. I, they're not helping. Yeah. yeah. It's also like, these are also gamers, a group of people that continue to use the phrase PC master race without any awareness of uh, what that comes off as to- There's awareness. Who don't play they, video know, games. they know what it means. They just don't think it's that big of a deal. I yeah. don't know, man. I think we're through the looking glass on this one. I think people are saying it without realizing it has white nationalism connotations, but I don't I think know. people also, what, like rape? Like gaming just uses rape as a substitute for yeah. winning. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. I was called the extra bad F word uh, in Overwatch after my my team lost in some solos oh, play. So you use team chat. Well, now it gets piped in. I, can't, oh, they, I don't. They I think you have out. to enable it, don't you? Oh, it was a chat. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Were they on PC at least? I hope. Uh, I. God, that would be some extra yeah. level salt, mm -hmm. some extra vitriol to type that out on the PlayStation 5s. It was on a Nintendo Switch. Interface. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, that's easy then. You're just touching the screen. You're fine. Yes. Yeah. PlayStation 5 is a touch screen too. Did you know that? 
most of the time when you go to a keyboard, you can use your touchpad on your PS5 oh, controller as yeah. like a touchscreen. Yeah. yeah, you like drag it. I mean, it's um, tech- I think all phone keyboards have that function where you can just Swipe. slide your yeah. yeah instead of actually oh. tapping. It's dumb, but it I works. You, you can yeah. tap on PlayStation too. That's oh. uh, yeah. I I can't do the slide thing on my phone. That's I know I'm on the bubble, but that's I very much come down on the millennial side of that. I don't like that sliding. I feel like away. millennials use that more than Zoomers. Really. Yeah, I feel like oh, Zoomers yeah. are tappy. I feel like millennial, like I swipe occasionally, like when it's, when I have both my hands free and I really want to like get the message out quick. But yeah, plenty of the time I'm just tapping. But I would say that millennials use swiping a lot more often than Zoomers in my experience. Fair. So maybe you are a Zoomer. Uh, Ryan Holtz. Ryan Holtz, I would also like to uh, draw on your experience to answer the following question. Is Tom Brady the goat of drawing bogus roughing the passer calls? Hmm, probably. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, like, drawing is a, like, term that doesn't really make sense. It's not like he, like, sold it or anything. Like, he was just, yeah. he was tackled normally. Mm-hmm. Like... I remember Big Ben would sell every time he got hit in the head. Oh, like he, yeah. he was big on like, he would always like really have his head like snap around because it is illegal to touch a quarterback's head, which is weird. Um, even <laughs> if it's like not a very significant blow, if they sell it, then it'll be that. So I feel like that's the only like drawing of a roughing the passer, but Tom Brady does get more roughing the passer calls than anyone I, probably in NFL history. Cause roughing the passer wasn't really, like roughing the passer back in the eighties was fucking oh boy. What's his name on the Packers? He ripped his throat out. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember what's his name with uh, Jim McMahon, the Bears quarter, like the Packers defender and the Bears quarterback? I don't like, remember. Oh, it's real bad. If you want to feel bad about being a Packers fan oh. and feel like maybe we are the bad guys, look up Jim McMahon, like dirty hit. <laughs> it's his name's Charles something, I think. But yeah, Jim McMahon like throws the ball runs like probably five or six steps, slows down, stops. The Packers guy grabs him, fucking body slams him and breaks his neck. Yeah. No, just assault. It's just straight up assault. There's no football involved in the play at all. Like that was what used to get, like that was the only thing that would get called for roughing the passer. Now it's, yeah, now it's the modern era and Tom Brady gets more calls than anyone else. So. Yeah, this has been pointed out to me recently. I'm listening to a new uh, sports podcast by Waypoint. That, (laughs) Ooh, I saw it. Ooh. Andrew saw it. Yeah, no, wait for the replay where you watch him. Yeah, just walk slowly away and until he gets body slammed. And it, it was it was not even like a like wow that guy like really didn't stop running at the guy. It was no. the play was over. The guy was jogging, stopped, and then after a few seconds decided I'm going to do this thing. Yeah, I'm going and to assault then this man. Grabbed him. Yeah. Oh, it's it's if you want to feel like wow maybe the Packers are the bad guys. Watch that fucking clip because I don't know. It's a reckoning. I feel like all Packers fans need to see that clip to properly understand that. Like, mm, we're definitely not the good guys. I'm not yeah. saying that we're like officially the bad guys, but we're not like the good guys in the story or anything like that. <laughs> so, yeah. But Tom Brady, fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. And fuck the refs. Fuck, fuck Jerome Boger. He's, uh, he's actively yeah. like fucking over every game that he plays. Um, 
On an unrelated, completely unrelated note, I have a question for you, Andrew Clark. If you had to choose between remaining married to the mother of your children. Only, who, only some of them. Yeah, oh, only some of them. Only um, some of them. No, that's fair. Uh, to make up for it, though, let's say hypothetically, she is one of the wealthiest models alive. And yeah. the woman that I, I cheated on my previous uh, spouse with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like g- commitment all in on this one. Um, if you had to choose between remaining married to her and beating the Falcons twice this year, which would you choose? Hold on, I gotta think about this. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, man. And I'm not getting paid for either of these things, right? Like, this is just zero money's on the table. Um, just, this is just for the love of the game, right? Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's say you have so much money that either choice is kind of the financial gains or repercussions of either action are negligible. If I stay with my wife, do I have to see my kids? Uh, she's gonna make you spend time with them. Oh, d- d- fucking Falcons! Yeah, Falcon. all, all day long. <laughs> God, there's some really good TikToks with yeah. it. <laughs> Cutting to Tom Brady putting on his helmet. Like I've I've seen so many things over the last couple of months of like all these internet rumors about Tom Brady getting a divorce are unfounded and disgusting, and it's just like so obvious that's what was happening, and that it's just like out in the open now. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Just like. Tom Brady disappearing for two weeks in training camp and look coming back looking like a zombie. Like, I hey man, it, I'm old. I got shit to deal with. Just <laughs> losing his entire life for no I, fucking reason. He retired and then unretired, and that was just the last straw. Come on. I know, man. I know we don't usually like to get into celebrity gossip on this podcast. Like, we don't have to talk about anything going on with Kanye because jesus christ no but tom brady this instance is god just so weird and avoidable and what i don't know i mean mean, look i i am not going to to say look they should have stayed together and divorce is always bad no matter what like uh it just it just kind of feels like it's one of those things where you saw it was they're not getting divorced because they were like unhappy for a long time. Mm-hmm. It was, it was because Tom is just kind of refusing to be a part of his family. I, seemingly right. And yeah. maybe if he hadn't retired for how long was it even like a month in the off season, then this comparison wouldn't exist, but it really does seem like with the information available to the public, he is choosing to, not have a great time in the NFL rather than be married, be with his family. Hey, look, as a member of the Catholic Church, I'm going to have to say they're not getting divorced. It doesn't exist. They may think they're divorced, but they're not. Yeah, in the eyes of God, they will just be committing adultery for the rest of their life. Yeah, no, that's... <laughs> Actually, I think they both have been married before. Oh. I might be mistaken. Um, I don't think Tom was married before. I know that he cheated on his girlfriend with Giselle uh, but mm. then later got his girlfriend pregnant ah. and, and then left her and married Giselle. And then like, I think later just took the kid. Nice. Actually. Yeah, no, it looks like this might be both of their first spouses. 
Huh. There you go. Well, Good for no, them. Is, yeah, and their is, final one because yeah, they were married. Once. They're only one. Yeah, no, forever and always. Yeah, I don't know. Who gives a fuck about like these nine-figure net worth people having nah. problems? Go fuck up. Be happy. Yeah. God damn it. I was reminded that like the MySpace guy, Tom, got his six hundred million and just fucked off. Like just like, yeah, literally yeah, hasn't correct. been seen again. Doesn't even like show up on documentaries and shit doing some like yeah, it was really important thing. Like no, he's just like yeah, I, I don't know, man. I got six hundred million dollars. I'm out. Do, what do you think he ever posts on MySpace? I don't know. Like he doesn't. He's he's literally just fucking hanging out. I think he bought a private island and he just lives on his island and doesn't fuck around with anyone and it's just like oh so he's the only like logical regular person mm-hmm. to do something like that because mm-hmm. any you know, any of us if we made something sold over 600 million dollars would be like all right <laughs> uh cracks and knuckles that'll we be, are donezo that'll be it for me that's my life finished <laughs> it'll be the like, last thing i ever do yeah worth. it's uh i don't know fuck fuck all these people Stick around, Tom Brady. Play until you're 50. But die on the field. You know yeah. what? That's the Archie's on yeah. right now. Go for it. Yeah, no, what's he got? He doesn't have anything to go back to now. Yeah. <laughs> Might as well just keep playing. Divorce is never like a sad thing for me. Like yeah. it, it's like the sad thing was the relationship falling apart, which happens well before mm. the divorce. So like the divorce is always like a all right, yeah, no, that that is what makes sense in this situation like if two people cannot live together and stay married that's fine this is what it's for so again like i know we've said that we're not going to gossip about divorce stuff and then we've we've done just that but i got one last question about the situation do you think this divorce is happening because they just weren't happy together and you know tom chose one or well let me rephrase this do you think that tom brady chose to go back to the NFL because he just had to and and didn't pay enough attention to his family and that's why you know they're getting divorced or do you think Tom Brady like actively does not like his family and his former wife and that's why he went back to the NFL I think he at the very least likes being the man who embodies the sport of football more than anyone else alive right now yeah like he's he, yeah, let's say it was two months he was retired, spent that two months with his family, saw the arc of his life ahead of him and decided, no, I'd rather continue to be football incarnate for as long as my body will allow me to. I mean, the trajectory of the sport, like he literally might be the last like goat of an era, you know, like who fucking knows what happens in the next 20, 30 years. Like yeah. in the right span now, of a... Tom There's Brady like half career. a dozen quarterbacks right now that are like really good that everyone is saying like, this is the most exciting quarterback right now. This is the most exciting quarterback right now. Like Tom Brady was the guy for his era. And outside of his era, like yeah. even, even when he was no longer physically like capable of playing football at the highest level, still maintained that status. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know if we'll ever get it again. Now people like John Oliver are literally essentially saying like, I don't know that football should be a sport that people play. Yeah. So like mainstream sources are kind of starting to actually just bring up this thing and ignoring like the institution of it all and being mm-hmm. like, I mean, 
we can take a look at things, right? Like bullfighting was really popular for a really long time. And then we were like, ah, that's pretty fucked up. Maybe, maybe we just don't do that anymore. That's not a big deal. Right. And it kind of wasn't. I think two was nearly dying on the field was a crystallizing moment for a lot of people of, Oh God, just the culture of this sport is leading a lot of people into an early grave. Yeah. If the director of that game, uh, you know, who chose the camera angles and everything like that wanted to hasten like that his job no longer existing he did a great job because he really held on like those fucking shaky hands and like all the shit going on Mm. like neurologically with this player after a severe like brain damage like yeah it's people finally saw it for what it was like i've i've seen fencing responses in my playing no in my playing days like in person mm. i've seen people go into a fencing response like it thing that happens brain concussions are brain damage if we refer to them as brain damage maybe people would take it more seriously but yeah it's it's bad there was a guy uh, in the lions game last night who didn't even look like he got hit in any sort of way he was like he was a cornerback savion smith lined up against a a new england wide receiver new england guy like blew past him and it kind of looked like he like turned his head to like follow him and he just fell over and didn't move yeah. for a long time. And it got stretchered out and they're like, yeah, he broke his neck. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, like not like fully, like he sustained some sort of neck injury and was later released from the hospital. And they're like, yeah, he has most of his motor function back. Yeah. What the, what the fuck? How does that happen? No, we're Packer fans. We remember yeah. like Nick Collins, the, the man we shall never forget, like the Hall of Famer, potentially, who literally just looked like he went in went in for a tackle. His head got kind of compressed a little bit. It didn't even look that bad, even on like slow motion, super slow-mo replay, which usually makes all injuries look way, way worse. It was just like, oh, yeah, no, broken neck, he's done. He will never play again. His his quality of life has significantly dropped for the rest of his life. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's not a good sport in terms no. of people's lives who play it yeah Yeah. but i don't know there's a lot of sports i think that definitely belong on the list not to resort to whataboutism but there's yeah like we literally have a sport where we punch people in the head until they go unconscious for a certain Uh, amount of time that's played mostly by people of color (laughs) ah boxing please change you can't change boxing yeah. right? like there's no way to make football you there are variants that are just safer like, you can play flag football we, you can do you other know, stuff. we can you do can't. boxing just give mayweather a couple of Nintendo ah. joy cons and have oh. him play arms i thought you were doing a mayweather dunk like just just make everyone fight like mayweather and yeah. dodge and stray away from direct conflict and score points don't actually try to hurt the other person uh, yeah. All right. Well, now that we are filled to the brim with weird energy, let's go into news of the week and talk about one of the weirdest things that happened to me lately. Um, the company I work for, Fandom, bought a lot of gaming websites and platforms that uh, people, including myself, like. Uh, Ryan. I think I can talk to you about this. You you work for a place that is in news, in headlines. It's fucking weird when you wake up 
to a work email and then sign into Twitter and then see people talking about the context of that work email. Yeah, no, I, it's not weird to me anymore because this is right. at least like twice a week, something mm-hmm. like kind of goes semi-viral that, yeah, I'm just like, oh yeah, I knew about that a few weeks ago. I forgot, <laughs> <laughs> kind of forgot that was going on. And then people are like, what the hell, what's going on here? And it's like, oh, that's right. Every time we cancel a show, oh, yeah. Twitter fucking loses their goddamn collective minds. That's the problem with working in broadcast is we don't realize the scale sometimes of what we work in. I mean, you do too in new media, but like, I don't know, every time we cancel a show, there are at least three to six million people that are really upset about it. And will where were campaigns. you when this show was on? <laughs> they were there watching, but that's not enough. Sometimes, like we cancel shows that have audiences, weekly audiences of five and a half million people that tune in to watch it live. Like that doesn't even count all the people that are watching it delayed or on streaming. And we are like, unfortunately, that that's not enough. That didn't make us enough money. We had to cancel it and. And they're like, what the fuck? What's all this? This doesn't make any sense to me. And they call my personal extension and they write emails to anyone at the company that they can find their email address. They know and... how to get a hold of you? Like your personal extension is just available? Oh, yeah. No, it's not available. They're just social engineering. Oh, like They'll like oh. call the main phone number that they've probably called a million times and ask to speak to someone in this type of setting and it'll get forwarded a couple of times and before you know it it's like oh hi i guess the buck stops with me a junior level employee who was told that this thing was happening and there was nothing i could do about it no yeah. we're not bringing back the new misadventures of dice clay sorry <laughs> move on with your life yeah. uh yeah now it uh it's weird, and I'm going to move on before I say anything uh, that could potentially get me in hot water. But uh, yeah, that was a weird thing that happened last week. One question. One What's question. up? Uh, either of you can answer this. You're going to bring back Final Space? <laughs> You're going to appease mm. that one guy on Twitter? I Man, did you see some of the stuff uh, the creator... Uh, uh, oh, God, what was his name? Olin Johnson? Olin, Olin Rogers. Olin Rogers. What some of the stuff he was putting out there, try to get the show picked up by somebody else or get fans to clamor for that. Mm-hmm. I he did a JK Rowling and was like, Yeah, we got one more season. Little Kato would have come out as gay. And like, mm. Jesus, that isn't bad taste, dude. I'm yeah. sh- I'm sorry your show got mm. canceled, but don't don't yeah. use representation as the worm to get people hooked. Plus yeah, the fucking weird. receipts of the writer's room openly discussing the character's sexuality before they came out. If you really want any level of cred for that. Yeah. Yeah. No final space on broadcast. (laughs) The last couple episodes of that show that I watched before I gave up was, uh, little Kato, like actively pursuing a woman (laughs) with like goo goo eyes and shit. Yeah. Like, um, uh, if he's gay, will you bring the show back? Yeah. (laughs) Please. Oh, let's let's do this thing. Oh man, I'm a Nazi now. I'm being canceled. Hey, right wingers, don't you want this right wing show to get picked up no. and oh, get God. more seasons? Because then I guarantee Fox Nation will pick it up and yeah. 
do it just another season little Otto would have come out as a fascist (laughs) yeah it turns the racism dial five percent at the time and keeps looking back to the audience Mm -hmm. yeah that that would be what would actually get it picked up by a network if that's what he is so desperate to do literally network or whatever fox nation man fox nation picked up cops fox nation picked up uh god there was another show oh they tried to make a dog the bounty hunter show but he was so racist and fucked up that they couldn't air it oh Um, no uh no fox nation is now yeah like they they will pick up anything that gets canceled uh, that is even remotely right wing. So, um, speaking of things remotely right wing, uh, I, 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 I added this bullet point uh, before he started saying some weird stuff on Twitter. Uh, Dream, the Minecraft streamer YouTuber, did a face reveal. He just looks like a guy. People are upset about it for some reason. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I saw a lot of people upset because for some reason they thought Dream was going to be really hot. Yeah, that's a thing hot people do on the internet, hide that they're Cover their face and play Minecraft, yeah. It's not like there's a whole genre of TikToks of attractive people being like, oh, what you think you're getting when you date whatever hot person profession, and then jumping to what you really get, and it's still them hot but casual. I I, I don't know. I, think, I hate it. I don't. I don't really watch any Twitch streaming at all or ever, uh, unless Ryan's playing uh, poker. <laughs> um, hey, uh, but I think Corpse Husband at one point said something along those lines. He's like, yeah, I will never show my face yeah. because I do just look like a normal guy, and you people won't find me interesting <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Some people have good voices. <laughs> yeah, like the, the the whole face made for radio thing is a tale as old as time. Like, It's fine to be an average looking person with an attractive sounding voice and leave it at that. Like don't mm-hmm. ruin your brand. Not, I'm not going to say that he deserves to get bullied for being an average looking person, but like, I don't know. I think he's, I think he got too big. Yeah. Like someone like corpse yeah. husband can exist in kind of like a more niche zone. Uh, I think he's just like one of the biggest things on the internet. And it got to be a little fucking tedious to go out in public wearing masks and shit like that. Yeah. Would not be ideal. This bit has become an albatross. Time to drop it. Yeah. Um, Speaking of things that were dropped, Crunchyroll lost the rights to the Bleach anime and all episodes, including the new release, will be streaming on Hulu and Disney Plus internationally. It's weird to see a near monopoly fumble the bag this hard. Hulu. Yeah. For all things anime. Disney Plus, I guess. I think internationally Disney Plus is like, I'm not even sure that Hulu exists internationally now that I think about it. Disney Plus might be Disney's only international streaming platform. Well, they have this one thing called Star. Uh-huh. which I think is also like a supplemental thing. But yeah, like, cause Hulu was started as a joint venture between um, Disney, Fox and NBC. Mm-hmm. So they kind of thought, Oh, this will be where we put our streaming stuff. So we don't lose money sending it to Netflix anymore. Yeah. And Disney bought Fox. So now they have like a big majority, but they still haven't bought out NBC. So I don't think they own enough 
of like shares in order to like do crazy shit like take it international and everything like that i don't know but yeah and i this is man this is like early 2010s a lot of eh, yeah first half of the 2010s this was happening hulu did kind of become a repository for a lot of pretty good anime because yeah one of those companies had uh the tv rights to it and sometimes that would fall into the streaming rights as well so then they just threw up a lot of great stuff like cowboy bebop and uh samurai shampoo on there so kind of makes sense like the anime community by and large isn't upset that the show is on hulu it's just i don't know it's weird it's weird that crunchyroll dropped the ball like this they they had it they had like 400 episodes of that show and I, they were doing promotions for the new season. I think internally they thought, we we got this. This is us. We're we're gonna we're gonna run even more to the bank with this new hot release. And then, no, it was weird. Wild shit. Have y'all seen the Mario movie trailer? Yeah, I don't do trailers, but I've heard enough about it. I think to discuss it. Oh, come on. You got to know what the voice sounds like. I don't. I, I you heard know it sounds Chris, like Chris Pratt. Yeah. Do you know what Chris Pratt sounds like? Yeah. And there's you like know what one the voice like. where it's, he does like a It's a Me or some no, it's, similar it, line. It's Chris Pratt, but it's us doing a very exaggerated New York accent. Hey, it's me. It's Mario. Hey, Luigi. Let's go. Let's get some of our mama's gabagool. <laughs> Come on. Hey, Luigi, you're breaking my balls here. <laughs> you can't yeah. go up to Jersey anymore, Luigi. Fat Mike's going to bust your kneecaps. <laughs> there was someone, that, like, apparently some of the hype was, like, people liked it, right? What was the, there was some character, like a villain or something like that, that was well done. And they were like, oh, wait, is this going to actually be good? Uh, Yeah, the Kamek performance was pretty spot on that is a weird old wizard turtle and uh yeah jack black as bowser yeah, is jack as black good as, as everyone thought it would be yeah, yeah. no jack, yeah jack black as bowser pretty yeah. solid that's just the right amount of daddy <laughs> and then chris pratt goes i'm chris pratt yeah he's... hey i'm star lord i think star this has also Lee. made a lot of people realize chris pratt doesn't doesn't want to be an actor anymore. Oh, wait, you mean CP? No what? one calls him Chris Lucas. His name's CP, always has been. You're just dumb for not knowing it. And also, it has nothing to do with him not ever bringing it up until like a couple of weeks ago. What? I totally missed this. Yeah, he, he did an interview and they're like, do you go by Chris or Christopher? Like, what do your friends call you? And he's like, actually, no one calls me Chris. I go by CP. Everyone calls me CP. And they're like, oh, you've been an actor for 20 years. You've never mentioned that? He's like, oh, people just didn't notice. Yeah, no, I've always been CP. No one calls me Chris or Christopher. CP is a problematic set of initials to use as a shorthand. We all know what Mm. that means. Mm -hmm. Cod points. Yeah. Cod points, baby. I Call of Duty, famous for its 
weed gun skins and culture of marijuana around the game is a great segue into dark Brandon, more like dank Brandon, Biden pardons anyone with federal marijuana possession felonies. I mean, why did it take so long? Question <laughs> Because if you wanted to time it right, get some good mojo going into uh, what might be a difficult election for Democrats. I think I think it was just, yeah, it was a, ca- a calculated thing of him trying to figure out, am I going to lose more of the law and quote unquote law and order voters? Or am I going to gain more of the, hey, why the fuck are all these people in prison voters? Uh, if you are pardoned by the president, are your voting rights restored? I believe so. Yeah, I, I think Ooh, the right is going to. Have yeah. a field day with that. Yeah, I think being pardoned is different than being like exonerated or just serving your sentence. I think it's like it never happened. Mm-hmm. So the line is literally like Biden pardons all criminals to mm-hmm. sway the midterm elections, <laughs> like just in time. All these people are getting released from prison and going straight to the polls and voting Democrat. Uh Arguably, they should have been for the past, in some cases, decades, but... Yeah. Eh. Uh, but also, yeah, like, none of the people that were uh, convicted under state felonies are going to be released. Mm. Yeah, I know he's, like, urging governors to do that, and maybe a couple of them will, but... It's probably, probably like a only yeah, the states ones issue. That, yeah. The only... same thing that we're struggling with with states that have legalized marijuana, mm-hmm. where... Right federally it is still very illegal and it's kind of a casual detente between both law enforcement agencies to yeah i don't i don't go into a dispensary super often but every time i do i'm like i really can't i still can't pay with a credit card here still what the fuck what's going on i could be getting points for this you can't pay with a debit card yes You can pay with crypto, though, right? Um, Not the chain I go to, but I have seen uh, billboards that list crypto as a payment method. It's the only way to buy drugs. Yeah, untraceable. It's the OG way to buy drugs. Yeah. On the dark web. Yeah. And hitmen that are definitely just stealing your money and not actual <laughs> hitmen. I'm suing you. What for? Your Honor, I paid this man to kill my husband and he didn't do it. Give me my money back so I can find someone who will really kill my husband. Wait, oh man, hold on. I love this guy in humanity, though. We can't send him to jail. He's great. That was a very deep Barry season three cut for, for you folks at home. Is that the the show that it, Barry I think it was and... Laws of Humanity, and and the guy's yeah. name was Doctor or Doctor Manity, Humanity. <laughs> oh God! I hope that makes our top ten for the year. I know it'll be bottom, but I hope we can get it in there. It's not going to be on my list. I'll tell you that. Ooh, much. I've there. definitely seen some stuff this year that's been worse than Barry. Oh, I've seen but... worse. Hmm? I've seen probably 15 20 shows that are better oh so we'll see 
This is what we do. This is what we do in Q4. We start building hype for the end of the year. We're good at our jobs. I I see things that are in not berry red, but a more uh, red red. Take it away, Ryan. Real red. Um, Draymond Green, straight up Superman punch, Jordan Peele. Or Jordan Peele. <laughs> Dude, that would be <laughs> That crazy. would be so much better. That would be the weirdest thing that's ever happened. Uh, no, Jordan Poole, his teammate mm-hmm. at a practice. Um, he is kind of, hard. Oh, yeah, no. The video. So to go into it a little bit in more in depth, basically it came out that Jordan Poole and Draymond Green had an altercation at practice. And oh. it was like, oh, weird. And everyone was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. Things happen. It's whatever. Like, move on. You know, like kind of that's where it stood for a couple of days. Everyone was like, what altercation? What does that mean? And the Warriors were kind of like, I don't know. They, they disagreed. They shoved. It, whatever. After a couple of days, um, I think it was, was it Woj or was it um, uh, Shams? I don't remember. One of them, like one of the NBA beat guys that has repeatedly proven mm-hmm. that they have no morals whatsoever, um, <laughs> who is, uh, who shares an agent with Steve Kerr, I think. I'm trying to remember the connection, but like, it's obviously like this became a company thing. Um, basically tweeted that like, oh, some words were said and Draymond like shoved Jordan Poole. It's a non-story, guys. This happens all the time. Uh, and then like less than 24 hours later, TMZ Sports, the absolute goat, uh, mm. fucking gets in just an uncut YouTube clip of security footage that's just Draymond jawing at Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole kind of calmly drawing back a little bit but not a lot draymond green clearly being real mad uh walking up getting right up in his face yeah jordan Poole kind of like shoving him away like why are you right in my yeah, face like no not a, not a forceful shove like, <laughs> no, a, like a get the out length of my, of my arms yeah. is between us now and then draymond green fucking cock backed and ufc superman punched yeah. the shit out of him like he he like ran towards him to increase the momentum of yeah. that punch. No, it's a real move in the UFC called yeah. the Superman punch. Like it is getting as much momentum as possible behind your fist and striking them directly like on the button and trying to knock them out when they're kind of, it's for when you're woozy and you have yeah. a bit of a head start. Like you're like separated, but you notice that the guy's stumbling. That's when you pull out a Superman punch. Like you are just trying to break their defenses and end the fight in one punch. And it was like with form, like it wasn't like a wild, like when you see fights happen in games, it's kind of clear that no one's heart is really in it. Cause like, mm-hmm. even if they're throwing punches, it's kind of like, like flailing arms, you right. know, like he, he was like fucking dedicated. Like I am going to knock this man out as hard as I can. And he crumbled like Jordan Poole hit the fucking ground. Uh, and is apparently not happy about it. And, uh, Nothing's really happened yet, but a lot of takes have been, how did this get out of the Warriors camp? Like those video guys should be fired and not, (laughs) holy shit, a guy assaulted another guy. Yeah. (laughs) Unless this is Donald Trump going, those that leaked the corrupted, uh, you know, the corruption filled calls that I made with foreign nationals should be persecuted for treason. (laughs) And that's the big story here. Yeah. I my first thought is, you know, I think TMZ, 
very complicated outlet. Uh, maybe not the best for culture or the world, but boy, when when something <laughs> needs to get out, boy, will they make sure something gets out. Um, my second thought is, do we have any more details on the altercation yet? Like this is, it's still I don't like, know. kept under wraps. Like people are asking, like Steph Curry and Steve Kerr, like they're trying to get answers and everyone's just kind of still trying to toe the line the best they can but i don't know how you come back from this as a teammate for draymond green like uh there's an there is an aspect of draymond green and jordan Poole are both up for extensions and the warriors can extend both of them but are so insanely deep into the luxury tax right now which is basically like they're over the soft cap by an inexplicable margin because Mm -hmm. of the fact that they got Kevin Durant uh, in a trade and then the cap went up like an insane amount. So they signed other people and they've kept like their, their amount that they're allowed to keep by re-signing like these same players to bigger deals. It's kind of how I game the system with 2k when you're like building a super team because luxury tax be damned, but yeah, Yeah. no, like the warriors owner is essentially paying, I want to say it's like a hundred million dollars out of pocket every year to keep this team together and he can re-sign both of them. Like the Warriors have the bird rights to re-sign both of them for like max contracts. That's allowed, but it would mean an insane amount of money. So I imagine there's some tension there and it feels like Draymond just gave Jordan Poole his bag. Like he was like, like in a weird way, it's like, okay, so Jordan Poole's real mad. The one way to make him happy is to give him all the money uh and just trade Draymond Green but I don't god I feel like it has to be something more personal than that you know like these are professional athletes like on some level they have to know that this is a part of the business and there you can't you you almost can't like blame someone personally for being retained and you're traded away or let go or whatever but you can't but Draymond Green is like just a piece of shit like he always has been you know like everyone knows that he's just a dirty player and has had shit like this happen in the past like he has been in altercations and who knows how many of those were more than they were stated to be uh at the time he has injured people intentionally and he says like oh it's the natural motion of my foot and you can see in slow motion him literally choosing like, nah, I'm going to trip this guy. (laughs) Like you watch like the gears turn in his head and then him very purposefully sticking out his leg and tripping someone and causing them to literally like break bones and shit. Like he's not a good human being and it tracks and he, but he kind of thinks he's like the heart and soul of the warriors, you know, like he was in all the old championship teams and like the old Mm -hmm. dynasty days even though he was kind of a role player in all of those, like Steph Curry has always been the heart and soul of the team, but he definitely thinks that he personally is the heart and soul. So if it's like, Oh, this random new guy who was like a second round pick is going to get an extension over me, the heart and soul, like, and taking that kind of personally, I don't know. Yeah. I God, It's also weird. It's also weird to see a fight break out among adults in the same way it would in a high school gymnasium. That's, yeah. That's sports. Oh. People, 
people were talking about the lack of reaction from some people <laughs> like Jonathan Kaminga barely reacts. What? One of their assistant coaches like crosses his arms. Like it's kind of, there were multiple people in the video that you can watch after the punch that are kind of not reacting how you or I would react. If someone just straight up assaults someone out of nowhere for words, essentially like, yeah, it's uh. It, it kind of insinuates that this has been a thing that's happened or similar in the past. I don't know. But damn, what did Poole do to make Green so mad? Yeah. Boy, Poole's <sighs> face really got in the way of Tremont's fist. That's crazy, fam. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, do you know anything about L.A. politics? Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's a perfect representation of like what goes on in the room where it happens uh, in the, this weekend, a massive scandal broke out because the president of the city council of the city of Los Angeles, uh, like an hour long recording was released of her just being mm. super racist and fucked up about the redistricting process of Los Angeles. <laughs> like you really got like the racism and everything like that is just despicable and it is hard to listen to like people have cut together kind of highlight reels of some of the horrifying things that she said ESPN's not top 10 yeah no like yeah like cutting out the boring like oh but you know district 14 has this you know water treatment plant we need to consider moving you know like that type of shit for the like oh this councilman he's a bitch He's with the blacks, like just like really, like oh, oh, wow, oh. this is next level shit. Um, but yeah, you really also get a glimpse into the room where it happens, where people just divvy up, like our political system in a back room with like four or five insiders who are like, no, we do this thing so that we stay in power. It's uh, it's kind of crazy. It's been some calls to resign. She's endorsed a lot of candidates for this upcoming midterm election. Who fucking knows what's going to happen there? Hope you didn't submit your ballots already, LA people, because next week or two might be a little, little fucking crazy. Uh, um, I, I can only read this uh, sentence in, in Broden Kelly's voice in his affectations. Along with revealing cruel and racist comments, the leaked audio also offered a rare window into the behind-the-scenes machinations of the redistricting process. Yeah. And to share a theme with the Draymond Green thing, that was the response of some members of the city council was like, well, California is a two-party state, so this recording was made illegally, and whoever recorded it needs to be brought to justice. And it's like, hold on. I'm going to go ahead and say that I, uh, Richard Nixon, if he did some of the shit he did behind closed doors in California, would we really be talking about the fact that two party consent was broken or would it be like, nah, this is pretty newsworthy. This is a leak that needs to happen. Like, I don't know, man. It's, it's pretty fucking wild that that was some people's initial reaction, but yeah, no. And these are all Democrats. That's the other thing. Like, mm-hmm. this is L.A., you know, like this city is run by Democrats. It is like some of them probably more in name only than others. But like 
they are essentially all Democrats. A lot of them are people of color and they're literally just talking about, yeah, no, yeah, slice and dice this fucking city up to keep our voters happy and stay in power. And it's, it's, it's kind of wild. Like this is the, this is the biggest metropolitan area in the United States outside of New York. And in a lot of ways, politically, it's more of like a single body than mm-hmm. New York city with like the borough council and stuff like that. Like LA County in a particular is kind of the main political hub for like local power. And yeah, just reading the literal president throwing out slurs, calling, calling a man's adopted black son, a monkey. It's, yeah. it's pretty, pretty wild. <laughs> I don't know why, but the fact that some of the racism was spoken in Spanish is, God, that, that that's next level for me. That is, yeah. Uh, why 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 can't why can't why is intersectionality so hard? Right. I mean, yeah. it's not like the way to look at it, but the reason that like we take literal racism from white people more seriously than like this like weird hypothetical, like, well, black people can make fun of white people, like is because of the like power dynamics involved in this, Mm -hmm. like the oppression and everything like that. But this is a literal city council president. This is a woman with enormous power who, who does clearly thinks poorly of a specific Exactly. So like has the power to do things to harm them. Yeah. This is the type of racism that when people are talking about, like, no, like, Hispanic racism should not be taken in the same breath of, you know, or in the same, uh, you know, kind of outlook as more white racism because of the hegemony, hegemony and like the aspects mm-hmm. of that. But yeah, no, like this is someone who is basically saying like, no, this district, which is primarily black, should not get this economic advantage because I want like my voters and my people to be in power. <laughs> like, yeah, it's fucked up. It's pretty fucking wild. And it all leaked to Reddit. So that's Yeah. Oh, so they were like, no. another. Yeah. Watching like the news article, the news people try to be like, break down what Reddit is and everything. Like, and they're like, there was a text post included being like, wow, this shit is crazy. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know how like Reddit self As user Kex69420 said, lols. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> Um, yeah. wild. Um, the Tom Brady stuff was kind of a meme. Is there are there any other memes this week? Yeah, that definitely got memes. Yeah, I feel like we we declared that we no longer know memes, right? Yeah, no, so we're, that's we're, our, we're not meme people anymore. That's our memes. Wow, our memes might be the death of the meme corner. Tom our Brady. memes are def- definitely dreams. Mm. Yeah. All right. In that case, we are headed into the breakouts. I got a lot of nerdy shit. The first one is Action Button's review of Boku no Natsu Yatsume, a game that only released in Japan for the PlayStation 1 that I cannot play, not because it was never released in the U.S., but also because there's not even a translation of it in an emulation somewhere yet. I can't speak Japanese. So, of course, I would watch a six hour video about this. Oh, God. 
and I, I enjoyed myself. I think I, it's time to learn Japanese, Lucas. Yeah, no. You know, yeah. you've known this for a long time. You've been on the cusp forever. Yeah. You are the Kylo Ren meme of I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. I've tried. My brain isn't great at that, at that kind of information learning and processing. Think about it, choice. Lucas. You'll never have to watch another dub again. <gasps> you won't even need subs. I can watch things illegally on torrent sites like an hour before they're on legal platforms that I'll still maintain subscriptions to because I'm ethical like that. I have yeah. no issues with that. I think that's what you should do. Yeah. Like you, you are doing nothing wrong in that scenario. Literally. And, um, yeah, good video. Uh, anything by Tim Rogers is obviously fantastic. Uh, it imparted onto me the phrase, meanwhile, our shattering animals, which is incredible. And I love it. Uh, also offering insight into Tim Rogers, who he is as a person, and uh, yeah, how maybe a car accident when he was four years old, maybe irreparably altered his brain chemistry or at least made him confront death early on in life and uh, has lived a life uh, very much informed by that experience. Possibly. I don't know. I'm inferring a lot there. Is he base jumping? Like, it sounds like he's writing anime video. I don't, that's not what I would be doing if I confronted death at a young age and learned from that experience. Uh, he is making and then giving what seem like very definitive reviews and critiques of uh, video <laughs> games, of art. That is peak human existence. I will 100% agree with you there. He's doing what he wants to. <laughs> I love that take. Like he, he has seen the abyss. And he is now living an enlightened existence, <laughs> writing anime reviews. I, I haven't watched any of his shit in a while, mostly because his videos are six fucking hours long. Coward. They, they come out like every three or four months. But uh, also, the, little, the few things that I know about this guy are like from what he describes himself as, which is a hobbled mentally ill man who does not feel good ever <laughs> i don't know if this guy is the model you should be basing this, your life this guy on. is fucking krishnu <laughs> this guy is buddha he is meditating under the tree and just like nah i've got this all figured out i am going to write the longest most insufferable review <laughs> No, he sounds like a good guy. I'm not, I'm not trying. It's just, it's a funny take to me. Yeah. It's Jane Lynch. I'm going to write a review that is so insufferable. Um, but this review also uh, made me realize that, um, hey, Japanese media, maybe stop making uh, stories about how fantastic and better rural Japanese communities are than seemingly any other way to live your life. Uh, I haven't lived there, but as somebody who comes from a rural background, I think there is some universal truth about living in those spaces that uh, I, Boku no Natsu Yatsumi, 
uh, My Neighbor Totoro, media of that genre, tends to ignore. And uh, if somebody wants to pay me to write about that, uh, my Twitter DMs are open. Mm-hmm. Wow. I, I, I don't know, Lucas. That seems pretty Western-centric of you. You think that living in a small rural community of 5,000 people that ends up being kind of like a backwater of like ideas and human existence uh, is going to be the same as someone who lives in a small rural community in Japan that ends up being a backwater thing, kind of stale political existence. Thing. Japan! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Holy shit! They all get along! <laughs> Everything's great! These people really? all have the same ideas! Mm. Oh, is it good? Everyone helps each other. That's the difference. In a city, no one cares. Oh, I mean, God. we're not going to talk about how sodomy is still a crime in Japan. We're not going to talk about how one of like four black families in my hometown got fucking dead deer thrown on their lawn with the initials KKK carved into them. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Go fuck off with that rural shit. Mm. Literally is just a backwater, bro. Fucking hell. It is it is just an excuse for bad people to not change and get better. We care yeah. for our neighbor here, unless they do something I don't like, in which case I will shoot a gun when I know that the cops aren't around. Mm. Or even if they do things we do like and just I don't like them because insert reason here, like yeah, that kid They're seems Presbyterians, and I'm a Methodist. Yeah. This but unironically. <laughs> they Actually, plenty... for a different football team. <laughs> plenty of anti-Catholic sentiment in my particular hometown. Wow. Weirdly enough, yeah. No, a lot of people thinking Catholics are like the like extreme religion. Yay, <laughs> I'm a Catholic. Those Catholics are so fucked. And it's like, you guys are basically, they're literally the same. Like what? Andrew, Andrew, Ryan and I were talking about this before. Are you having a Catholic or a Protestant wedding? We're we're not having either. I mean. Who's your efficient? Wow. Like an efficient? The the efficient is a Lutheran pastor. (gasps) Oh my God. That's a Protestant wedding, Andrew. You yeah. dirty dog. Okay, first off, no, it's not a Protestant wedding. Second of all, mm. fuck off. I don't care. The Pope sheds a tear. I haven't been to church in like three years. That's the most Catholic thing you can that do, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, that's thing. true. There, she did ask, um, like, hey, like, since you're Catholic, are you gonna have? Are, is there gonna be anyone in your family that has a problem with me doing the wedding? <laughs> I'm like, oh, why? Because you're a Lutheran? She's like, no, because I'm a woman. I mean, uh, and I'm like, that's... if they do, they aren't invited anymore. Like, they get kicked out. What? Wait, do they think that? Oh, because Catholic priests. Yeah, because cat because Catholics don't allow women to be priests. Okay, uh, I thought so that they just thought Catholics are like super sexist. Oh, <laughs> which no, no, no. the Catholic yeah, Church. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I thought they were saying like, no, I know. So your family is Catholic, therefore individual members of your family are going to hate me because I'm a woman. Well, <laughs> oh, I see what she means. She's yeah. saying that individual members of your family are going to be upset because right. we're they'll know it's not wrong. a Catholic wedding. Yeah. Right. You're not. You're not. Uh, I don't know what do Catholics do. They. They. 
what what would Catholics do? That would be like yeah, stereotypical. I, now I'm trying like I'm trying to think of, of something fun. No, well, in a, in a wedding, like I don't know, uh, they're not get drunk. Not, uh, that's I mean they they'd hunt down the non-believers and no, there you go. Yeah, yeah. they're not having them. an inquisition <laughs> exactly in the middle of your wedding. Wait, anyone wait. who is not Catholic, please stand. All right, <laughs> round them up. Andrew, here we go. No, there's Andrew, something I, I must inquire about here. Andrew, I'm sorry. Did you just imply that Catholics would crucify people of <laughs> yeah. a wrong religion? That's like, I would not passed any Christian denomination to yeah, unironically yeah. call for crucifixion. No, no, hey, no, I, I don't think there's any stretch of the imagination that has to be made to see a Christian going, oh, you don't believe in Jesus? I'll make you believe in Jesus. I'll make you see exactly what he went through. Bring out the nails. I mean, like, the Romans keep really good records, and there was a guy named Jesus from Nazareth who did get fucking crucified. So, yeah, like, in a lot of ways, you would. I I don't not believe that a guy named Jesus from Nazareth Mm -hmm. got fucking crucified brutally by the Romans because he was kind of leading a bit of a cult. Like, (laughs) that all tracks. You don't have to crucify me to make me believe that. Was he magic? Rob's not. Hey, magic... Also bad and not real. <laughs> the power of the Lord, that's real. It's not magic. <laughs> Don't say it's magic. That's what I'm going to go out on a limb as. If you can magically, like, kill me. <laughs> Fair, you know? <laughs> if you can I... call the power of God and say, kill this man, and I die? <sighs> What if, I don't know if I have anything to say to that. That sounds if, just legit. What if they're not able to channel the power of God, but they are able to get Satan to kill you? If they're able mm. to channel the powers of the underworld? And yeah. Kill you, will you believe in God then? I mean, I'm not a big Satan guy either. I don't think so. But, okay, but, but you're in this scenario, you understand that you are being killed by the powers of Satan. Oh, I thought Satan appears uh, a la Ezio Auditore from Assassin's Creed oh, and, like yeah, yeah. ushers me into the afterlife requiescat in pace. Hey like, buddy, no, he just he puts his hey, arm man. on his shoulder. We're going this way. Yeah, this isn't this isn't hey. Yeah. He doesn't even take you to hell. He's just like, right. hey man, you you and I gotta talk. That's how I think like Satan is right. Like Satan's probably not some weird conniving whack job. He is probably just like a, yeah, all right, let's got to kill. This is kind of my thing. I'm Satan. Like guys, I'm going to be honest. I since the invention of capitalism, like 80% of my job, I'm just checked out. You know, you humans are really good at spreading evil now and hurting each other. I, yeah, no, this is more bureau- uh, bureaucracy at this point. I ain't got to do shit. This is all mm. great. No, I don't know. Smite me. Kill me with the power of God. If I die, maybe. Mm, I guess maybe it's real. It's kind of like a uh, Game of Thrones with uh, the fucking shadow monster that <laughs> fucking yeah. Melisandre and Stannis make. And it's kind of like, wait, so that's real though. So it's kind of like, is it bad? Like, a real shadow monster just really did kill Stannis's brother. <laughs> Feels like they're the real religion, right? Like, 
That is I, real. Huh. That is a thing that we've kind of glossed over in the Game of Thrones lexicon. But like yeah. the Lord of Light is both real and like the correct one, the yeah. correct religion, right? The, I, the seven don't do shit. Nah, the gods don't do shit. Like unless are the elves the fairies whatever they're the called children of the forest. the forest are they the old ones is that no, like no, no? okay no, they're, they're kind of just a precursor race, race. they yeah. worship yeah. the old gods so like unless you think that like they're better than we are kind of like the noble savages thing like no they don't really have any more specialized knowledge than we do they did do magic to create the first yeah. white walker but like other people do magic like yeah there's fire breathers and shit like that that exists yeah. and that doesn't mean it's like religion you know but like they prayed to the Lord and he had sex with a priest and a demon came out and killed his brother like that. He did the thing he asked him to do. Yeah, yeah. this feels pretty religion-y. Hey, I'm sorry, Father. I know you being a shoemaker, like you have a whole Jesus uh, metaphor going on. But uh, no, yeah, these guys can literally bring me back to life if I die. Yeah. Like, yeah, Brotherhood just, Without Banners. What the yeah, fuck? They do that that. that kind of just kept that was just a plot device so that Jon Snow could get resurrected I guess like again no, there Lord were Light, so kind many, of the real religion like, there were ah. so many just dropped storylines in that show and god damn it yeah no like that that whole thing happened they fought the army of the dead and everyone's like oh man it really makes you think really makes you think we should go continue doing that other shit that we were doing before we knew this was real <laughs> The real religion uh, lit all the swords of the Dothraki, who's once again, the Lord of Light was like, I'm going to light these swords on fire. And then they all just got fucking mad. Like, they just all died. I, I know that they said like, oh, we still have like half the Dothraki. That shit doesn't make sense. We all no, saw man. it. Like, they, every single one of them died in that battle. <laughs> like, it's it's the Nathan Fielder thing. It's just like, <laughs> half the Dothraki are laughing with me just off screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know how much of the Dothraki we saw for the rest of the series. I don't really remember. I think they were there when Danny was, like, at the gates of the city against Cersei. And, and they killed Missandei. Like, yeah. I think some Dothraki were there. But, like, I don't didn't have too much of an impact like that whole plot line the, the queen of the, the the queen of the grass sea the unburnt call drogo's widow all that shit no. the big mm-hmm. the big concern of like oh god the dothraki are gonna ride across westeros yeah. and just like burn it to the ground and yeah that was robert that was the reason robert baratheon died in a lot of ways like yeah he was so fucking like preoccupied with Oh no, the Dothraki horde in open field. Uh, oh, I'm not know. I'm not caught up on House of the Dragon, but I don't know how far you are, Andrew. I did not see last night's episode, but I've seen everything else. The fact that they did another fucking hair genealogy twist. <laughs> yeah, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what? come on! Reach a little deeper into that bag, George R. R. Martin. I, like, God damn it. I've, I'm seen, not, I've I, only seen... I haven't seen... I'm one episode behind you, so just be a little careful, but I just right. wanted to say that. Like, so Okay, so you're one episode behind me, so like the last episode you've seen... Yeah, they, they deal with that. I've yeah. seen some stuff online that people were saying, like, I'm starting to think that the writers of this show did not make the cast more diverse for the sake of making it more diverse and did it just so that they could see that a couple of kids weren't biracial. (laughs) What? 
Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Basically, oh there's God. another Valyrian race named the Valarians who also have house, blonde house hair. Race. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. There's another Valyrian house yeah. from they, old they, Valyria. They, they still have long white hair, but they're yeah. black. Well, huh. they're not black in George R. R. Martin's universe, but, right. in, but the in, in the show, show yeah. they're, they've basically been portrayed as black most of the time. And she marries uh, Lionel, who is, yeah, like mixed race. Uh, his mom's a Targaryen, his dad's a Valarian. And I think what they're trying, like, yeah, I get what you mean with the whole, like, oh, they're not biracial, they're clearly white. But, like, they have dark hair. I feel yeah. like it's the main thing that the show is going for. Yeah, like the kids have dark, have dark hair. hair like that Meanwhile, yeah. all the Targaryens and all the Valarians have blonde hair. And it's like, if a Valarian, a Valarian and a Targaryen have a kid, you'd think it would be blonde. And it's just kind of like, but we did this. <laughs> can, you, this is... can you come up with a different plot device to... This sounds like some brown eyes versus blue eyes nonsense. And... Uh... Mm, but you remember that, that from the first show. That was the reason Ned yeah. Stark died, is because he was right. like, "Oh, Cersei's Black kids, hair. Yeah. yeah, Cersei's kids are blonde. That doesn't make sense because all the Baratheons have dark hair." That's in the first moments of Episode Six when they have the new cast. It's like the Queen wants to see the baby, and it's like that's fucked up. Does she want to kill it? Jesus Christ! And then the Queen's like, hmm, "Interesting, dark hair." And then you find out like it's you. it's the third baby. <laughs> that has dark hair it's like god damn it we're doing the hair thing again mm. so yeah very season one game of thrones vibes it's almost like they're hitting the reset button and like let's uh, do over do over please fantastic how's our boy crab uh crab feeder how's he doing uh, do you actually want to know or you're not going to watch the show do you not care about spoilers is he coming you, up is he you, doing well you, for okay i have to say you probably will like this show lucas i know that you're very against it so we're going to give yeah. you one last chance to not get spoilers i i think i think you would like this show if you gave it a chance i agree i why do you think that andrew because, because it has a liked, lot of really you, you like really game like of game of thrones before it fell apart and this is game of thrones before it fell apart yeah using different creators and more source material it it's very much along the same vein it's got the same vibes it it, it's not derivative of of the last show uh no hold on the hair thing hold on okay no that was one thing that was one five minute conversation about it being derivative (laughs) yeah i don't know you like game of thrones we all like game of thrones this is game of thrones redux with new creators more source material. This is using a George R. R. Martin novel, and George R. R. Martin is credited as, as a co-creator. He's very involved. Like, it's a good show. All right, for it's, now. It's the classic. I guess and, yeah, you could just assume a show will eventually be bad, yeah, but then why Barry watch? Barry wasn't that great this season. We yeah. loved not, the first three. Mm, hold on a sec. I'm not assuming the show will be bad on meritless grounds. I'm saying yeah, I are. think it will get. What happened with the original Game of Thrones? So if anything in like a universe is bad, that whole universe is bad, like that you can't possibly tell I'm, a good story in that universe. And also I'm I think saying that- if your argument is you should watch this show, it's like Game of Thrones. And it's like early response- Game of Thrones. Yeah. That's our parts of it. Argument. The early parts of it. No, because there's source material. Because they are going off of established source material. There is no off book. Like, this is all 
from a book that is finished, unlike A Song of Ice and Fire. They can't possibly go off book. Like, this is we, it. This is the full story. We know the farthest this story can yeah, go. We know the ending if you read the book. Like, it's out there. This is a complete story. It's completely different. Like, it's like watching the Hobbit movies and being like, that. those Lord of the Rings movies, no way they could be good. Like, it's a, things can be bad within a universe and other things can be good. And sure, and in, season five of House of the Dragon might be not great. I don't think they're going to make it that far. I think no. this is like two or three seasons. Like, okay. the, it's not a very long, it's, it's like one Game of Thrones book. Like I've I've started to speculate that like you know if they want to try to like draw this thing out it would be like House of the Dragon the show is not about this you know specific group of characters it's like the generations and stuff and like season nine of House of the Dragon would be like the Mad King in the Rebellion there's, I don't there's other Game of Thrones spinoffs in the works they're just gonna do another spinoff and it'll okay. be in the same universe with different characters Jon Snow yeah. House of the Dragon will end, but yeah, insert other spinoff will begin. And those other spinoffs might be trash. I'm just saying the House of the Dragon is good. Like it is good TV with great characters, is very well written. It's very similar to early Game of Thrones before it got shitty. And that is because it is going off of established source material with a very like knowledgeable creator who really enjoys the universe. And if you listen to George R. R. Martin give interviews about the end of Game of Thrones, who's was kind of boxed out like D wanted to fucking leave and go do star wars and shit and said no george we don't care that you don't like this decision like we're gonna we're gonna do it anyway because we gotta slam this bad boy out in seven episodes so that we can go make 200 million dollars or whatever i don't know you would you would like it you're you're i don't know if you're holding out because you don't want heartbreak but you would enjoy it it is good that's a big part of it. Um, there's a lot of anime happening right now. Chainsaw Man releases tomorrow. I'm trepidatious about that, but looking forward to it. A lot of sequels, a lot of follow-ups, but uh, I will shout out a new series, Akiba Made War, which is like, what if The Wire, but instead they are all proto-influencers and it is ridiculous <laughs> and very fun. I'm, I'm going to need more. I'm, I'm just going to need more. What? So we've had several conversations about what a maid cafe is, right, Ryan? Yes. Not several, okay. but we've discussed it, I think, in the past. Yeah. Making it sound like we're just like really into this shit. No, no, it's oh, one of our fuck yeah. favorite music. I'm, I'm going to kind of pump the brakes a little bit. So Ryan, you've been into maid cafes yeah. like quite a Ryan, bit, right? You and me, we really love maid cafe. I'm like, I'll distance a little bit but okay yes so and i don't want to get too far in the weeds on this because i am no me uh, by no means an expert um yeah institutions like that uh things that are kind of like not outright sex work but certainly bridging kind of into right. that territory in yep. japan do have mm-hmm. some ties to uh yeah criminal organizations like there are Yakuza, who are using maid cafes, uh, this is a documented thing, as a front for, like, to legitimize their business or, you know, as tax shelters or other situations. This show is imagining a world in which that is all very much the foundation of it, but then also the women working at the maid cafes are 
running drugs and doing hits and yeah, still doing weird pop uh, parasocial relationship stuff, but then also Yakuza shit. And one episode in, pretty fun. There you go. Very dumb, but pretty fun. The Wire. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, The Wire, but it's a bunch of white dock workers. <laughs> Fucking season two. <laughs> uh what are you guys checking out um other than house of, of the dragon i guess yeah kind of house of the dragon I'm still behind but now me and angel are watching it together so we'll probably catch up faster oh. um still continuing my domain as a fifa lord it's great fucking your fiefdom fools ah i like that one that's a good one um got you what else is going on i'm fucking watching this show called reboot um which is on hulu it is a comedy about um uh not rebooting but um what, what's the other term for a tv show um when you bring back an old show revival uh, revival yeah. yeah doing a revival but the show's called reboot because it's it's very inside hollywood like they i've seen billboards yeah. yeah they constantly talk about like the industry and everything like that so for me in particular it's very fun uh, it's very Bojack Horseman Ooh. had a lot of those types of references where it would be some sort of reference to things that like people who work in Hollywood get a little extra kick out of it. So, but it's fun. It's got Rachel Bloom. It's hmm. got Johnny Knoxville, Keegan-Michael Key. It's a weird cast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's part of the point, but yeah. Cool. Um. I, I started reading this uh, in October and then realized after the fact that this is a pretty good Halloween thing. Uh, I read the pretty uh, highly appreciated manga series Monster, which is, at this point, it's kind of a trope. I think when this was written, it was a little fresher. Uh, basically, the idea of this doctor saves someone's life and it turns out that person is maybe the worst person imaginable. <laughs> Uh, and then 10 years later, kind of goes on this journey to and to stop the serial killer whose life he saved from doing more serial killings. Um, and very much enjoyed it. It is dark, it is moody, it is a really good rumination on the nature of hatred, uh, inherited trauma, um, white nationalism. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Andrew, what are you checking out? Um, I mean, other than what we've talked about and, and what we're going to talk about in the group chat, uh, just Elden Ring. I Ooh. beat Renala. Which mommy Renala? Yeah. Okay. Um, wow. I'm, I'm still getting lost in the, I mean, for one thing, each character has like six different characters whose names sound remarkably similar. And yeah, also George. some of those, those characters have pseudonyms that are just their the original name with like a couple letters switched around i i am rena the witch four hours later actually i'm ronnie the witch why yeah why like why when we first met and i brought you into my team i told you i was ronnie the witch or rena the witch i've come to reveal my true identity ronnie the witch nothing about me is different I didn't, 
I didn't know who you were before this exchange. This doesn't. Yeah. Okay. I also know that there's a guy named Margit and another guy named Morgat who are also just the same guy. And it's one guy that like hit his identity, but doesn't look any different at all and says the same shit. Wait, you're not there yet. I saw some shit later on. It's kind of hard to avoid spoilers in a game that requires you to systematically spend like hours reading and watching YouTube shit in order to figure out what's going on and also what to do. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, that's what me and Ian are for. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. How do you like the Sword of Night and Flame? It makes things a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's just, it, it does kind of like bring back what I was saying before when I first started playing the game. It's just like, oh yeah, you want to play the game? You have to do this thing that they don't tell you to do and is in this very remote part of the map. And if you don't do it, you're fucked. And like, oh, what? You didn't find the mas- the flask of wondrous physic? How did you not find it? You have to travel four hours to get it. And it's in the middle of nowhere, hidden. You had the option to buy a hint. I I bought a hint at a merchant last time I played, and it was just tanks are strong. <laughs> that was it. I mean, it was like, yeah, those strong? big things that roll around and spit fire, those things are tough to kill. Oh, cool. Thanks. I mean, did it lie? Where's the fucking lie, Andrew? No, no lie. Not lie. useful. Not a lie in sight. I mean, I think it also told you that its weak point is in is behind it. Nope. Which, uh, I already, no? Oh. I already knew that because I had fought well. him already. But, uh, no, it doesn't say that. Hmm. Yeah. It, it just says watch out for them. They're tough. Uh... These with guys? where you are, oh, oh no, I, not. with where you are in the game, I think the uh, fight with Radon is coming up for you, the festival of war. And uh, if you choose to do that, I look forward to hearing what you think about it because that is one of the most fun and interesting fights in uh, any from software game, maybe. Is that the one where you can ride your horse or? Yes. And okay. also summon a bunch of dudes. Okay. God, you need them. <laughs> oh. All right. Oh, that was a very big man on a very small horse. Uh, Also, I watched and I was apparently one of the few people to watch and maybe enjoy the movie Bros. Saw that over the weekend. Gay rom-com. I I appreciated the parts where it was gay more than uh, the parts where it was a rom-com. But uh, yeah, no, it was fun. It was good. Very interesting perspectives on the queer experience, and I dug that. Yeah. And no one saw it, and Billy Eichner is being weird about that. <laughs> He's weird in that movie in a good way, in an appreciative way, in a real way, but uh, no, still weird. Not so much in a calling out a gay critic as being homophobic. <laughs> and then, mm, well, And then that gay critic going like, just because I don't like your representation of gay movies doesn't mean that I am homophobic, considering I am gay. And Billy Eichner going like, oh, silence. 
Also, I don't think he needs to be calling people out. I looked it up last night. It has like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. No, people like people, it. It just didn't yeah. do well. And now Billy Eichner is claiming like that's because everyone's homophobic. And it's like, well, mm. <laughs> might not be for like if if you can't get the entire like LGBTQ community to watch your movie, like do you think people in rural America are going to watch it? Like, it's just kind of like, yeah, it might just be a narrow audience and that's fine. You can make mm-hmm. a movie for a narrow audience. There's no problem with that. Like hopefully someday it becomes more wide and everything like that, but movies yeah. can bomb and that's okay. It's being hailed as like a true step forward in like LGBTQ representation and is going to be a trailblazer for years to come and is getting good critical reception. Like what? <laughs> Just be happy. I don't know, man. Yeah. You're Billy Eichner. You've been very Boy, successful. He, he really was playing a close to home when he played himself in that movie, huh? No, Billy Eichner's kind of... Mm, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I thought for a second, I was like, oh boy, am I homophobic? Like, I had no desire to watch that movie. And then I was like, I have never seen a rom-com in theaters in my entire life. <laughs> Literally never once have been to a rom-com in a movie theater. So I'm kind of like, you know what? Mm. <laughs> Gonna give myself a pass. I. It does... It does have the air of a movie that, man, this would have done really well on like HBO Max. I mean, just, I mean, did it need the budget that it had? Because it had a bunch of no-namers, right? Like the the second guy was from like Lifetime movies, like Luke McFarlane, the the, the co-lead with Billy um, <laughs> Like, it's kind of just a guy. I think, boy, I think the most expensive person in that movie was probably Ben Stiller as a cameo. Well, you're not gonna pay for that. No, no cameo. A cameo is different from a bit part in that. Yeah, that most of the time those are just an actor being like, yeah, whatever. I'll come on, like uh-huh. for a, for you know like SAG minimum, like the literal yeah. minimum amount that you I pay me. Yeah, with yeah with his presence in the movie, he could have been in a set by himself for 45 minutes, and then that was the extent of Ben Stiller's involvement in the movie. Yeah, Jim Rash uh-huh. was in it. I see yeah that's fun it was your second most bisexual role ever <laughs> i wouldn't put any labels on the dean <laughs> that's fair that's fair he did come out as roughly one eighth of who yeah. he is but that's, that's fair. part of one eighth of what i am yeah i don't know it was 22 million dollars like it's not a huge budget yeah hasn't done great but I don't know. There's been bigger bombs. I think this weekend didn't a movie bomb really bad. I think I'm trying to remember. I don't, I have no clue what came out this weekend. I know. I don't think anyone did. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, Amsterdam. Yeah. Oh no. yeah. Amsterdam I, yeah, came out. Margot Robbie and Christian Bale. Yeah. And it's just absolutely fucking bombing. Wow. See what the budget was. Um, uh, Amsterdam budget. No, that doesn't. They're, they're giving me like a trip to Amsterdam, relatively cost. Yeah, that's an $80 million movie. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Like that's four times the budget of Bros. So, and it did somewhat comparable at the box office. So it's mm. kind of like, you know, a bomb's a bomb. Oh, well. Yeah. Look, I know it's only been out for a couple, well, like, yeah, three days. Budget 80 million, box office 9.7 million. Yeah. It That's got, never getting to 80 million. No. It got lapped by uh, Smile, which was in its second week and was originally supposed to be a streaming movie. Oh, God. So, yeah. 
the ad game on that was on point though for smile yeah they did have some good marketing yeah no Mm -hmm. scary scary trailers that woman's head good premise at least yeah scary guy sitting behind the catcher at at i think a dodgers game or something i don't know oh yeah crazy shit uh speaking of crazy shit do we have any vitriol left for purple hearts i don't i've spilled all that my purple heart has held i maintain that it wasn't that bad i maintain it was just a slightly below average rom-com i i want the world to know though that in the universe of this movie the writers chose to have the iraq war still be a thing this movie takes place in 2021 yeah no it, it could have been anywhere that we currently have troops like they they well yeah, we still had troops in Afghanistan. Yeah, we talked about they, they yeah. also had troops. Assuming it took place in like 2021, we did have troops in Iraq, like some as we were pulling out after the occupation for ISIS, ISIL. So we had I, some, I, but yeah. And I just do not, I cannot envision the reasoning for that decision being made or if they were dead set on, yeah, this is taking place during the uh, the Iraq War is a principal part of this storyline, saying it in a time when that would have been appropriate. I, yeah, I, I I am baffled by that. It, it is one of those moments where, like, it's like you're a writer, you mm-hmm. you choose how this goes. You created this story yeah. and the characters in it. You're not or- bound by any constraints. Except you have to say that the United States military is great. Well, if you want to use cool helicopter shots and film on the military base for free, you got to say that. I, plenty, of, plenty of people make war movies that don't involve that, especially in yeah. other countries. And they're usually much better than ours. So there you go. Weird. Not a fan of that movie. Not going to be in the top tens for this year. Uh, Overwatch 2 Overwatch 2 probably won't be in the top 10 video games but that has been Does Overwatch 2 count as a new video game that came Mm -hmm. out this year? It has the same intro video and the same tutorial as Overwatch It's The nicest thing I can say about it is that it doesn't have predatory loot boxes anymore It does have a really exploitative battle pass but it's at least that's not advertising gambling to children so god i don't know i I enjoy playing it with go ahead no 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 sorry i cut you off i didn't mean to i I enjoy playing it with you guys like it is a good hangout with friends game until video games i actually want to play bayonetta 3 the new pokemon games are out but God, I I think about just the direction Overwatch has taken and how it almost seems like the team behind the initial release of Overwatch 1 crafted a really interesting and, God, I think mechanically good game that people who who aren't great at shooters could find something to do in Overwatch 1. And then how the game has been updated and changed to exclude massive portions of its audience. And Overwatch 2 is just a crystallization of everything wrong, everything wrong with AAA games short of Cyberpunk 2077. Like that game is peak, like this is everything wrong with AAA video games. Overwatch 2 is 
this is being everything wrong with i don't know competitive video yeah. games yeah the 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 gameplay of overwatch and by extension overwatch 2 because it is the same game but with one less player on your team um <laughs> has always been tight it's always been good it's always been fun mm-hmm. if you have a team that you can actually communicate with it's always been like a really good time um it's just all this shit on the periphery and then the fact that like yeah, when ranked comes out, there will be a point where you go, "Oh my god, I am not good enough to get into like the higher ranks, but I am better than everyone else on my team." And I'm constantly being dragged down by them. And the oh other team god. that we're playing is just stomping my shit, and I I just I can't do anything because they're better than me. I am Oh my god, Andrew. Uh so competitive mode is in Overwatch 2. Oh no. I am still parsing my feelings on how I feel about how you get into competitive. You have to win 50 quick play matches, not play 50 matches. You have to win 50. Yeah, that, that's another thing is that there's so much of this game that is like held away from you mm-hmm. for like for a long period of time. It's like you get in the game. You don't have most of the heroes unlocked. Right. And that, that was wasn't experience. the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that wasn't something in the original Overwatch. You just had all of them. And like, you can't play any game modes until you play the first one that they have available a couple of times. And then you unlock a game mode and then you can play something else. And, and then, yeah, eventually if you win enough, you can play competitive, I guess. I had the moment and Lucas will remember it where I was playing a soldier because I'm a fucking filthy cod boy and I have no yeah, idea yeah, what I'm blocks. doing. Yeah, I have literally no idea what I'm doing. Like, I, I had no communication. Like, no, I don't freaking know. I'm like, I, I'll go out and shoot people. And sometimes it worked really well, but sometimes not. And there was one moment where they had a Soria, I think, right? Who was just fucking wiping the floor with all of us. And I was like, I'm trying to fight this Soria, but her gun is better than mine. And she has twice my health. Like, what, what am I doing? Like, I'm the gun, I'm shooting her. She's shooting me. I'm watching the kill cam. Neither of us missed a bullet. My gun did less damage than hers. And she has twice my health. Like, you I just to, don't even know what's going on. You need on. to play with your team. What's team the play. point of Soldier then? Why wouldn't I just play Soria? Like, she's double my health and has a better gun. Like, but I can't because I'm new to the game. Like, it seems like she just has a gun, but is also a tank. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand the downside compared to soldier. Like, how is that balanced? I think Lucas, you said like, she's slower, but I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, you're not moving all that much as soldier. Like you're, it's COD, you know, you're trying to like get in cover and like come out of cover mm-hmm. and stuff. Like same thing applies if you're sorry. I was just like, I don't understand how this is balanced. It may be soldiers like a basic ass hero and isn't designed to be competitive, but Yeah. Uh, there's god yeah i don't i'm not gonna offer any insights into the competitive overwatch scene because god that's a whole ball of wax um increasingly i only hear about it when i learn about people being really toxic and (laughs) i don't know i'm sure there is some uh, competitive overwatch player who would be like yeah, you know, uh, most of the time Soldier is pretty mid, but under very specific circumstances and a specific team comp on a specific map, he's the most overpowered player in the game and <laughs> Blizzard should nerf him. Right. Uh, 
So that competitive Overwatch player is probably 21 and has a 17-year-old girlfriend. So I'm not going to look too far into their opinion. Right. And yeah, casuals will literally never unlock that type of scenario. Like it literally requires, what, it's five people on a team? Yeah. It requires all five people in constant communication, knowing not only like call outs, but also like various set pieces that the team can run like Mm -hmm. other competitive shooters where yeah it's like okay let's do a green 23 right you know and it's just like oh we all know our roles in a green 23 right i'll go soldier like kind of like in um in fucking players when they got into like the league of legends lore and it's like wait they're choosing this character like that makes no sense why would he ever do that because in this scenario, obviously, he would choose this character instead. And it's just like, what? how oh do people my. even develop this base of knowledge? <laughs> it's just the worst nouns. Nouns you cannot take. Oh, my God, he's going Pompler? What's <laughs> happening? Yeah. No, like that. that's it's impossible that to take them serious. Me. Yeah. Uh, A little bit. I- I don't know. I guess that's where I'm at with Overwatch 2. I, Ryan, you summed it up really well. The match we played just, I don't know why we lost that. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. We, there was the game where Reinhardt was on our team and I uh-huh. went 12 and one and the Reinhardt went six and oh, and they basically never left their spawn all game. And um, then there was the game where I went like two and seven and everyone on our team was negative. And we got fucking rocked. And I was like, yeah. I don't know the difference between these two games. I don't know what we were doing right in the first one. And I don't know what we were doing wrong in the second one. I'm just very confused. I did the same thing in both games. I played the exact same style. I was getting into cover, coming out of cover, shooting my grenades, like laying down my health kits every single time the R1 thing was enabled. I played the exact same game. In one of them, I led the entire team and dominated. In the other one, I was the worst player on our team and we sucked. And I don't know the difference. Like I don't understand. That's that that might be a I don't know if you guys, I know you guys had your session last night. I don't know if there was more mm-hmm. communication from like the Overwatch people who know what they're doing. But in our mini session, it was definitely like, I don't fucking know, man. I'm shooting a guy. There's a guy over here. I'll shoot him. <laughs> it, it was definitely Lucas and I doing most of the talking. Okay. But like a lot of what the other people were saying was, all right, so what does this guy do? Well, what is, what's left trigger? Like what, oh, okay. I have a shield. Like, so I, I think people might communicate more once they figure out what, what things are. I mean, I'm a little past that, I think. Like, mm-hmm. what does this button do? But I, yeah, I, I <laughs> it's it's very confusing to me. Battlefield 1 or yeah. any Call of Duty or PUBG or like, I feel like most of my shooter knowledge goes across. Apex was a bit of a stretch, but I think that's because the PC Apex community was mm. just, just so, so hard. Like it was so, so hard. Andrew, you came on PC and we're like, Oh no, (laughs) I've been playing on PlayStation for months and it's been fun. And then I come on PC and I can't even get a single kill. So like, I think I attribute that more to the PC community than anything. I feel like my knowledge goes across, but Overwatch was just like, I don't know. I don't know, man. (laughs) I mean, Overwatch is also crossplay, So there, there may have been, yeah, just a squad of PC players that wiped the floor. That happened a few times. Oh. I feel like we we only had like one close game, and it was because we fucked up. 
all the other games were blowouts one way or the other. And in a way, our close game was a blowout because it was the capture one. We we got it up to literally 99. Yeah. And then we squad wiped. And then they went all the way to 100 and beat us by one point because we could never take it back. So in a way, that was also a blowout. But The very first match of Overwatch 2 I played in a solo queue. Uh, I got a triple kill with Diva's alt. And then we proceeded to lose the game phenomenally. Like, it never even got close. And, like, yeah, that's Overwatch. This is what I remember it being. And this I is why never, I dropped this game. I have never seen that in a video game. Like, we literally were at 99. We were yep. one point away from winning the game. That, we all, that, that happened to us three times last night. Jesus. Are people, mm. like, smurfing then, you think? Like, they're, like, letting the other team to let the game go longer or something? <sighs> no, because it was us. It was... No, that's what us. I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, oh, like you came back and made it to 100? Or the no. other team? Yeah, no, that's what got, I think. Oh, okay. So yeah. that means the other team is like holding back, right? To let you get to 99 and then flipping the switch. Oh, okay. That must yeah, be it. If it happened that's... three more times, that's it. We used to do that on Capture the Flag a lot on Call of Duty mm-hmm. Black Ops. You can only capture the flag three times. So we would capture the flag twice, basically immediately. And then the entire rest of the game, we would play five on six and the fl- the person would grab the flag and go sit in our base and wait for the time to run out and then capture it at the last second so that we could all get more kills. Like <laughs> literally just we we want to play more and these guys aren't good. We'll let them get all okay. This is all making sense now. I'd never seen that before and now if it happened multiple times, I know what happened here. It's a travesty. Um we're getting to the end, but speaking of travesties, uh, Packers had a pretty disappointing loss to, uh, <laughs> yeah, to the Giants. The, the um, New York football Giants. I, you know, my only opinion, uh, if I wake up at 6 a.m. to watch a football game on a Sunday, my team should at least win. That should be a rule. I don't know, man. I think that's fair. Those kangaroos in Walkabout Australia at the San Diego Safari Park were pretty they were unaffected by the Packer game. They weren't I, depressed. I was, I was just walking around, seeing a little baby Joey's feet stick out oh. of the pouch of its mom. That was with, with like no fences or like, it's, it's pretty I, cool. You guys should go to the San Diego Safari Park. Like you, in the kangaroo pen, they just let you in. You just, they're like, hey, you want to go see the kangaroos? get in there (laughs) like like, yes more than anything but also that seems terrifying oh it's so great it's it's unbelievable were were they full-size kangaroos were those little ones that were like oh there were also wallabies but they taught us that like yeah wallabies don't like kangaroos so like when like a kangaroo will be like lounging in an area and a wallaby will like you know be like hopping along merrily and then it'll see the kangaroo and start like flying as fast as it can because it's like holy shit a kangaroo i don't want to i don't want this shit we're like why are the wallabies so energetic and it's like because they don't like kangaroos and you're (laughs) you're you're hanging around the kangaroo because kangaroos are cool and every time you see a wallaby it's close to a kangaroo so it's freaking the fuck out and running away as fast as it can but yeah no like it's they're they're pretty chill (laughs) they're pretty i don't know they're not that big you know, like adult kangaroos right. are like four-ish feet tall. So like if it stood up, it wouldn't be small, but like right. I, you're not intimidated. They're not like taller than you are. I think they might be all female. I think that happens a lot at zoos, you know? So mm-hmm. maybe like male kangaroos are more aggressive and bigger. 
but yeah, no, they were all chill. Hanging oh, okay. out. Like yeah. if they come on the path, you are allowed to pet them if you want, if they let you. Uh, so it's basically just how close do they get to the path? Um, but yeah, it's, it's fucking wild. Can I, can I ask you a bit of a kangaroo trivia that I'm curious about? Hopefully. So I heard recently that, you know how uh, Joey's will uh, like climb into uh, the pouch as soon as they're born? Yes. I had heard recently that they're still technically fetuses when yeah. that, yeah. Oh, they look super metal. No, they're like they're like oh, little is... they're like little gummy bears when they're born and they get into that pouch and live in the pouch for six months without even sticking their head out yeah, yeah. okay that tracks and, and like, their that fur is... is the last thing to develop so like even when they stick their head out for the first time at six months they're all like red like uh-huh. <laughs> skin monsters <laughs> they don't get cute until like a few months after that yeah it's crazy <laughs> God, human babies suck. Can you imagine a child of kind of an embryo of fetus having to like, hey man, welcome to the world. You gotta climb Mm -hmm. like what feels like a quarter mile to you at your (laughs) size. In terms of body length. Yeah. Yeah, no, we saw the Joey, we saw his feet. It was, yeah, they weren't what you would think of when you think of kangaroo feet like they were they you wouldn't know that it was feet unless you saw that her pouch was like super swollen and was like moving around as it tried to like you know you know find the nipple and everything like that in there but yeah no it's it's fucking cool also saw platypus platypus that the packers lost those are the only platypi um outside of australia on the planet Oh. oh i had a moment where i talked to angel and i was like i I am the only, I can say with confidence that I am the only person in my ancestry to have seen <laughs> a real platypus. Like they literally up until they came to the San Diego Zoo have only existed in Australia because they're very rare and very difficult to take care of. And uh, yeah, I was like, holy shit, no Holtzes, no, all my other ancestors have ever seen a fucking platypus. This is, this is kind of crazy to think about love that so um yeah outside of that only other thing i can add to the group chat uh season six of rick and morty continues to be excellent Mm, yeah did everyone watch the new episode i haven't seen like the last three episodes oh jesus dude yeah no i've I've fallen behind i've been busy watching other stuff but yeah (laughs) i'm watching house of the dragon once a week rick and morty is half the length of house of the dragon it 22 minutes yeah yeah that's true it's more like a third because house of the dragon frequently is an hour like a true hour i don't know man it's a good it's really good season when you said lucas like season six might be the best season i was like i don't know man some of those like season two like it was just like hit after hit after hit like i don't know but at this point like honestly Mm -hmm. i haven't had a miss like all six episodes i've liked some more than others but every episode has been like seal of a ryan seal of approval of a rick and morty episode i a little concerned a little concerned for the remaining episodes with uh (laughs) development but uh we'll see i like it man like that's that's rick and morty to me they fucking threw that shit in the trash they're like i don't give a fuck what the audience wants i don't know you'll see it when you get there andrew but it's people like you and me 
who you would think because we're like oh we like the lori shit that's kind of fun like <laughs> it's great let's, let's deus ex machina our way out of this in a way no one will like right that's in a why way that's hilarious. intentionally obtuse and like intentionally rick and morty like no mm. i i understand that this is a bad thing to do story-wise and that's why I'm doing it is because you and I both know that this is bad storytelling. <laughs> and that's why I fucking, oh, and, and, but then like the characters are also motivated by like spite. So like the characters that do the thing that they do uh, out of spite makes it that much more like I, it makes sense. I, okay. Last end I'm going to give, and I'm going to do the wind down. Uh, Andrew, this most recent episode was also like, kind of maybe a reference to a piece of media that released uh at, on a timetable that wouldn't have allowed the rick and morty writers to have made fun of it they seemingly just arrived they at knew. this concept a little bit and incorporated yeah. it into the story it's weird it's weird and fun and uh I don't know. On this podcast, we have different uh, opinions on that Netflix movie, but uh, I, I feel like they that Rick and Morty maybe did it a little bit better. I don't know. Thank oh you. boy. Yeah. I don't know. If you're ready for the second Jurassic Park pun title, get ready for this most recent episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> Just when you thought they couldn't do more Jurassic uh, Park, they do it. I will say really quick, my one gripe, because it's not spoiler related at all, this is like the nerdiest fucking writer's room of all time. Mm. No one stood up and said, oil is not from literal dinosaurs. <laughs> oil is from plants that existed during that era. Dinosaurs were not nearly plentiful enough to create oil. God damn it. <laughs> I get the joke, but motherfucker. <laughs> like, you're so nerdy you're so right. nerdy and no one stood up and said i don't like that joke they're they're all on molly they don't care <laughs> the nerd should care like if i was on molly i would care that much more about the fact that like no a tyrannosaurus rex is not powering your goddamn car that's not how any of this shit works but 0.0000001% of my car is powered by Tyrannosaurus Rex. You no. can't prove otherwise. Okay. I can't prove that dinosaurs literally existed then because... <laughs> well, they didn't. No. The devil put them there. Yeah, the devil did put our bones there in order to tempt <laughs> humanity to not believe in God. That's that's just fact, but... Whale bones. <laughs> They thought they were whale bones. I, and just when you thought this podcast was getting a little long in the tooth, we're wrapping up episode 201 of the Voluntary Reviewing Podcast, which will almost certainly be titled... Uh, oh, boy, what did I write down even? Uh, I think just the right amount of daddy or something like that. Uh, if you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe, etc. cetera. Uh, follow us on Instagram and YouTube and TikTok. Highlight clips there. Act blue link in the description. Support us on Patreon and join the likes of the terrific Tiffany Cole, Sucky Badger, and Central Richard Nixon. Um, follow us on Twitter at V2 underscore podcast and follow me at Lucas Dreider on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing. Made it through Monday, everyone. Good luck getting through the rest of the week. Goodbye. Goodbye.